You're listening to Sportsball, recorded October 22nd, 2018. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit roosterteeth.com. It's Sportsball! With Tyler Cole! Mia Khalifa! Keenan Thompson! Featuring Joel Heyman! With special guest, Ike Barinholtz! And your hosts, Tyler Cole, Mia Khalifa, and Joel Heyman! Oh, oh my gosh, we got dogs running around, we got a studio audience. Welcome to Sportsball Live from Austin, Texas. Pre-recorded, though, every single show. I'm your host, Tyler Coe. We have an amazing show put together for you guys today. So much to talk about. One of the best sports weekends of the year. Um, I'm, I'm, of course, joined. I'm, I'm joined by other people. There's other people. There's hounds in the office. There's dogs. There's people. There's more people here on the set. Mia's here, lovely Mia Khalifa, uh, the lovely Joel Heyman. Guys, thank you for being a part of the show today. I bark now. You bark now? <laughs> we have a barking set. I'm the greatest ventriloquist barking person you've ever met in your life. Oh my gosh, all right. This is um, my favorite. Penny, come here. Penny, I know, we have here. so many cute dogs in the office, we can barely concentrate. Uh, this show is presented by Robin Hood. Thank you, Robin Hood, for uh, sponsoring the show today. So much to talk about. You know, last week is when it all started. That's why we always say October is the best because it was a sports equinox. Last Thursday, every sport was on. Baseball, football, basketball, hockey, probably soccer somewhere soccer, in the yeah. world. It's true. Uh, shit, F1 was going on this weekend in Austin, Texas. The entire world is abuzz with sports. And this I is my favorite time of year. It is, it's the best. Yeah. It really is the best. It's so beautiful. Agree. So Agree. That's what I'm you're bringing you. to the table today? I'm with you. Eight, Agree. Eight things. Eight things. I didn't even I didn't even follow soccer at all whatsoever, but it definitely I'm just happy it's on. It, it did happen. Yeah. It did happen. I read something from the world of soccer to appease our soccer fans, but in Jamaica, the women's team, the women's national soccer team is played by men. Is no god damn it, you know? That's I'm trying whole. to do a nice thing. I'm trying to do a nice thing for soccer and for Jamaica, okay? They haven't had a break they since have a cool running. They're fine. Cool runnings came out in '94, and then John Candy <laughs> died. It was a tough time for us all. It's been a long time since they've had anything good happen. Their women's team just qualified for the World Cup. Right. That's wow. fucking cool. Wow. First time ever. They're gonna go. They're probably gonna get smoked, but that's awesome. They get to go to Paris. Well, they're from Jamaica, so they should get smoked. And that's the show. Thank you. Welcome to Sports Ball. <laughs> um, all right, so we have a ton to talk about today. Uh, I kind of want to start with college football because this is when the college football had a day on Saturday that reminds you why we watch sports and why it's more than just a game. Because I, I don't do the whole, the, the people like, it's, it's play, it's the balls. And it's more than just a game. I also can't stand when people tell me it's just a game after my team loses. Oh, fuck. I had to yeah. have a hard, long talk with my boyfriend after he said that to me, after we lost uh, game one of uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Because it is just a game. It's but not you, but just there's, a game. But there's a breathing room that you have to give somebody if they are a diehard fan. Yeah. You can't just be, like, right like, after. His immediate answer was, it's just a game. Ugh. That's He's trying to be comforting. Exactly, but, which was the most annoying part. But he, he's trying to be nice. But that's, I, would, I, would, well, I would not slap my girlfriend because you cannot do that ever 
but I would want to, I would hit something. Yeah. Not a human. But yeah. I'd be pissed if my girlfriend said that to me. Well, it's funny. I think sports depression is a real thing. It absolutely is. It is a real is. thing. Sports not, of course, real depression, much, much worse. But it's like, that's Is why it though? I, I, hard to tell. I mean, it's like after six months, it's like normally fine. It's funny because I like sports because it's a thing that I don't have to care about. It's it, like if it, if it screws up on you, it's not supposed to be your life until you get into your team. And, and then it's, it is depressing for like a week. It is. Well, when it's you have nothing else going on, some people don't have a lot going on and they live and die by their team, you know, like the entire state of Alabama. That's that's their life. This is why you have to have multiple teams. Just to keep you busy year round, like even at my lowest points in life, the one thing I looked forward to the most was getting to watch my team play that day. And if, even if they lost, even if they won, like I was still happy to be able to watch them play. So you're saying like, okay, every sport, not necessarily different teams. No, every sport. Like every you got to have a basketball yeah. Well, base. Yeah. 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 If you have it planned out right, once your team like crashes into the side of the mountain, then the next sport starts and you can just sort of like make that transition. Fortunately, I'm a DC to, fan. So. Statistically, most of the time, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. It's, it's just, just going to happen. And it's even more painful when it's like, oh, I'm good. I'm almost done. And then you lose. But, like, if you're an Astros fan, you can't complain. You won the World Series last year. You can't feel too bad. You know, no. you got you to take, you know, if you're, if you're in Milwaukee, you're, you have hope. You know, you're still building. I would say that except for the baseball, it's tough to get over it because as a fan. You can go 100 years. You, you, can go, you can go a very long time without winning a championship. There were people who were born lived their whole life, and then died, and they never won a championship. Same for the Capitals. We never won until this year. Okay, it, and I'm just going to keep arguing that hockey You can just argue, but that, is, that brings up a point is that, you know, you got to appreciate life, you really do. And when your team wins a championship, like you kind of just said, you put it in great perspective for Astros fans. You should not be upset. Lost a hard-fought series. You probably lost to the World Series champs, let's be honest. The Dodgers were able to take care of the Brewers, but just watching that Boston team, those are two really good teams. And the Astros didn't necessarily implode. Boston is just, they're, they're so good. They're, they're so really, they're really good. stacked, top to bottom. You saw moments for the Astros. You know, I don't really want to hear from Astros fans that, you know, the Altuve home run, that wasn't a home run, which, by the way, was absolutely a home run. Go fuck yourself, Joe West. But that, that was just, uh, that was a, a, it's a team of destiny, the way that they played, the way that Osuna broke down in game three, hitting batters, giving up grand slam. It was awful. But you won a World Series last year in such an amazing way, and you could go your whole life, and you could die, and you never win anything. Yeah, you, you won. You got a title, and plus they're, they're super young, and they're super talented. They're going to be back next year. They're going to be challengers every single year if they keep that core group together. You should always appreciate the, the, the little moments, and this is what I'm building up to this college game day and this college Saturday that was so amazing. I cried. I cried on Saturday. I don't cry often, but I cried on Saturday. It all started at Washington State with the amazing scene at Pullman. Number 25, Washington State got to host. Number 12, Oregon. This was a scene in Pullman. Does that not get you fucking jacked? That's a town of like 30,000 people. All 30,000 were at college game day. They have waited ever since college game day was a thing for them to go to Pullman to be there for a college game day, for a game that was worthy of it. It's always funny when they're on the West Coast because it's like when they start college game day. Game day, yeah. It's like nighttime, you know, which is like and it's such awesome. And it's such an unbelievable story. I was talking about this before the show. So Washington State has actually appeared at every college game day yeah, since, with the flags. With 2000, since 2003. 
Yeah, that's commitment. That is commitment. There was a man, and it all starts in Austin, Texas, and never oddly enough, is that there was a man in Austin, Texas, he's six, seven, I can't remember his name, who made a Washington State flag, and he brought it to the 2003 Kansas State-Texas College Game Day here in Austin. And I was at that game day, which makes me feel very old now. I was at that game day, and I remember seeing that flag and how all of us commented, like, that's so fucking random. Why is this guy here? This doesn't make sense. And that flag showed up at every college game day since until it actually got to come home. And it's unbelievable. And Washington what State would end the day winning the game for against Oregon. Job. I don't know. How do I beat it's him? Like, it's like the Marlins man. That's what I was literally just yeah. about to say. It's like Marlins man. Is that if you don't know Marlins man, we'll throw it up. He's behind home plate for every single big game. How for every major sporting event. Like, what, so does he, he owns, what does he do? He's actually a friend of mine. Uh, he owns a lot. What? No, go. I love how you just like you, you tell me you're friends with these famous people and we're doing a sports show. We're only like, I don't know, how many weeks in? Like 15 fucking weeks. Well, I'm friends with the Marlins, man. Well, then get him on the show. Oh, my God. Give him All a right. call. What is he doing? We could use guests. He, he, so he used to be like a really high-level attorney, and then he opened several offices to the point where he doesn't need to be an attorney anymore, but he still does it out of office. So... The, he he owns like several law offices. So that's how we there's, can, there's can no, afford that. There's, yeah. there's no okay. chance that guy isn't like booking a client while he's at those games. Well, he's been taking <laughs> dates to the games there's recently. Chance. Yeah, it's weird. It is, <laughs> it is a little weird, but hey, he's living the dream. Yeah. I'm, I am actually, can you help the show out? Call Marlon's man. Okay. We'll I, have, will, I will message him when we get off the show. All right. Um, college game day was absolutely amazing. Like that got that gave me chills watching that in the morning. It was so cool. And then, what really got me going was the story of Tyler Trent. Have you guys seen the story of Tyler Trent? Yes. Mia. No. Ooh, you're gonna cry. So, oh, this one hit. This was so cool. This is why sports. It, this sports are not just a game. The, the Saturday uh, was the prime example of that. It is Tyler Trent is a kid who. Um, uh, a young man who goes to Purdue. Why are you laughing? This is a terrible thing I'm about to tell you. It's, it's you know, the, the problem is it's Tom Rinaldi, right? Tom it's Rinaldi. Tom fucking Rinaldi. He gets like, ya. Like, he, it's just like, I can't go, like, every other week, as soon as you see him, you're going to cry. And yeah. it's like every, I just spent every Saturday morning spending, like, 20 minutes crying because of some freaking story. People are, like, tweeting now. Like, like, when Tom Rinaldi gets on an airplane, they're like, oh, fuck, here's Tom Rinaldi. <laughs> now I fucking cry this whole fucking flight. It's it's awful. His voice it 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 it, These stories. it just brings it. Oh my God! Evokes it's so sympathetic and heartwarming and and wholesome, and he tells the story. I can't watch daytime ESPN. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, it is. He tells the story of Tyler Trent, um, a young kid <sighs> who um, had always wanted to go to Purdue, um, just wanted to be a normal kid like all kids, and got cancer at a young age, uh, bone cancer, which is not great. No cancer is, that one's especially tough. Had to have his entire arm removed, replaced with titanium, uh, and had a little miracle where the cancer goes into remission. And he goes to Purdue, gets into Purdue, gets to be a student, cancer comes back, and now he's terminal. And doesn't know how much time he has left. Kid's bedridden, um, he's wheelchair bound, uh, he's in a tough spot. And again, you could just picture Tom Rinaldi telling you this story and you're watching and you're like, God. And at the beginning of the day on Saturday, Tyler Trent is just, a, he's so eloquent. He's so well-spoken for a young man has been through so much and talks about, he's like, Purdue is going to beat Ohio State. And he says it with such conviction. And you're like, you want to believe him so bad, but if you've watched college football, you know it's not going to happen. And you're, you love this kid and you're like, 
Bless his heart. You're like one of you're like God. If 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 one you just for one day, wouldn't it be cool if like that could actually happen? If Purdue could actually beat Ohio State, and then you flash forward to the end of the fucking night, and I'm at a party and I start getting my my phone is blown up and like, are you watching what's happening right now? I turn on the game, and that's a that's a modern day miracle. Purdue beat the shit out of Ohio State. Yeah. And they, Tyler Trent got his wish. Yeah. It was it was an insane game where. Purdue could do no wrong. They couldn't tackle Purdue. Rondell Moore was unstoppable. They didn't let their foot off the gas. This wasn't just like an upset. Yeah, they could oh, not like, tackle that guy. Ohio State didn't lose this game. Purdue beat the shit out of Ohio State. This was a through-and-through victory it's, it was, all the way. It was one of those games where you watch like that, that, run, that running back Moore, and they had a couple weapons on that offense that played so well that you're thinking to yourself, why are these guys not winning every week? I mean, more – more apparently, uh, bench, bench presses, he presses 600 pounds. It's just sort of like, man, he was just throwing defenders off. Was, he had some great runs. It was, it was unbelievable to watch this game. I mean, you watch him here. I, it was just it was a night of destiny, and it was so cool. Tyler Trent's there at the end of the game. Uh, starting quarterback for Purdue, can't remember his name right now, goes up to Trent in the locker room to thank him and say, like, hey, we, we did this for you. you. We were thinking about you the whole time. And Purdue, is, Purdue is, an actual, is actually a really good football team. They have lost, I believe, like three games this year by a combined seven points. This is not a bad football team up here in the Big Ten. Um, and the way that they ended the game was awesome, too. Pick six to the fucking house. And for a team this year, and not even this year, but especially this year, because we can all say this outside of Ohio. Everyone hates Ohio State. This, everybody was Purdue on Saturday. This will happen a lot when you have a very high-ranked team versus a, a non-ranked team, and the non-ranked team will be beating the team and get in the third quarter, and almost every time the ranked team will find a way, they'll turn it around, you'll hear that typical thing, like, this is why they're a championship team. And in that game, I was watching, it was like the whole time you're like, okay, well, when is Ohio State going to wake up and, and turn it around? And they just didn't. Like every happen. possession, it was like, man, they are just they're shutting them down on defense. They keep going on offense. It was great. I love seeing powerhouses implode. Oh, yeah. Completely. It happens every year. Now, this, this felt a little bit different, and the Big Ten this year is a different Big Ten. And I think uh, looking at the bigger picture with what happened to Ohio State, uh, everybody's kind of back in this thing. Everybody's still looking at Notre Dame. If you're part of the Big 12, if you're part of the Pac-12, if you're Texas, if you're in Oklahoma, if you're a Washington State who controls your own destiny, you need Notre Dame to lose. But the Big 10 is in a good spot right now. And Michigan is in a really good spot. It looked like that, uh, that game at the end uh, of the season, that game uh, is going to mean a whole like, lot. I feel like I was here earlier saying, mm, I'm not sure. You don't know about Ohio State. You don't know about Michigan. And now all of a sudden it's flipped and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Michigan is great. You Michigan know about Purdue. You know about Purdue, but it's just sort of like, you know, they lost jo Joey Bosa, who was arguably the best defensive player. He's like, I'm yeah. out of here. I'm going to the NFL. And now all of a sudden, every expert is coming out on TV and they're like, Ohio State can't stop the run. Ohio State can't do the run. And it's just sort of like, where was this? And it's like, I was telling you, man, watch out for, for Michigan. I was saying, watch out for Michigan. I don't know what it is, but I feel like the mainstream like sells short Harbaugh, and I don't know why. Because he, he's not that good. He uh, went, I love Harbaugh, and he, I hate saying that, but I agree with he's you. Not he that went good. into Stanford, and they were a one and eleven school. He's That's got, great. He's got That's great. Stanford. What have you done he's for got me cachet, lately? But he hasn't done anything recently. He has he not done. He's it's two been and like five three. against like his three. rivals. Yeah. He, he is came not, into Michigan. He has not beaten Ohio State. <laughs> when he came That's into Michigan, I love Harbaugh. Went to Stanford. They were one and eleven. Turn the program around. Went to the forty. Not good. 
turned it around, went to Michigan. Michigan was not good. He turned that around in like one season. Now, now they're like have now they're turning it around for Michigan is a little bit different than turning around Stanford or the 49ers. Where yes, he had unparalleled success at Michigan. People wanted him to do it a little bit faster. If this is the year that he could take that next step in putting Michigan back among the elite and the blue bloods, this would be a great time to do it because they are in the driver's seat. I was convinced that Michigan was going to upset Ohio State. Now that Ohio State has lost. Now I don't know who's going to win that game. Well, they're in a really good spot. I mean, if you look at it right now, if the season were to end today and the first playoff rankings are going to be coming out next week, which is why they wait so long to let the storylines for these teams progress and you can actually see what they're doing, it's going to be Alabama and Clemson far and away the two best teams in the country. I don't think anybody is even close to them. And nobody's close to Alabama. Let's just admit that. No one is close to Alabama. Have they gotten into the toughest part of their schedule yet? No, they have not. They're about to. They're in a bye along with LSU. And we get that top five matchup, LSU and uh, Alabama, which is going to get people on uh, hoping that Alabama can maybe – Every part yeah, of be upset, but it's not going to happen. Wants to find just some way <laughs> that they can be beaten. Just some way. It's like I'm going through the schedule. It's like maybe like the best team that they've beaten is Texas A&M. Now they're drubbing everyone. They're just destroying everyone. Tua is just unbelievable. So it's like some part of me is like LSU. Maybe is the first real team that they face. I still don't think LSU can can beat Alabama. I, I think the I way, would like to think they can. Yeah, I think LSU is among nothing some would of those, make me happier than I mean, seeing Coach O beat Nick Saban. Come on, at Tiger Stadium in Death Valley, yeah. that would be amazing. You guys seem like the fans that like. Okay, are you the person that when you play your rival when that game is coming up, do you want your rival to be undefeated or do you want them coming in struggling? I want them coming in limping. See, I'm the opposite. I want my rival to be tip top. I want them to be the best of the hey, best. Hey, a W so when is it, a W. So when it comes to Alabama, I want them to roll undefeated into the playoffs. I agree with you 100% no. except you. for now with this Alabama team. <laughs> Listen, Normally I agree with you, but right now we need some voodoo. We need some people in Louisiana. I think, no, no, no. I saw I think, a chicken roaming the chicken. office earlier. Listen, I've made the mistake before on the show many moons ago where I thought that Alabama was going to get beat. I even looked at the paperwork and I looked at the stats and I looked at the stats of the team they were playing against. I'm like, you know what? This team's got a legit shot to beat Alabama. It did not happen. This Alabama team most likely will not lose. And I say this as a Texas fan, and for all you youngins that don't remember, and I don't want to patronize too much because most of you probably are around the same age, but – USC that year in 2005, coming off of 2004, was going for a three-peat the first time in college football history. That was one of the greatest college teams ever. And when that game got decided between USC and Texas, people forget this, ESPN did a month-long, month-long, wasn't like a day, okay? This was a month-long leading up to the Rose Bowl bracket of the current 05 USC team and what, what other teams historically would they beat? They had them beat every, in their fucking bracket, had them beat every single greatest college football team of all time. They had just given USC the title. They'd already given Reggie the Heisman. Nobody was beating USC as good as Texas and Ben Chung were. Nobody was going to be USC. The point, the reason yeah. I say that is that we have anointed Alabama as the winner, it's, and that is, that's foolhardy because they can lose. Having said all that, there's not a Vince Young Texas out there. You know what the turning point is for that every time, and when they do that and they start doing that analysis, it's when they start comparing the college team to, like, what NFL teams they can beat. Oh, yeah. And Alabama that's, that's, could beat the Browns two years ago. But once the experts start walking down that path of, like, hmm, what NFL teams can Alabama beat, that's normally, like, 
That's normally like maybe when you see the, the turn. See, I'm just from a gambling point of view. I'm always looking for like. You're, you're looking at the wrong that, angle. This, this team does not apply. The turning of the tide will not happen. The tide is going to continue to roll. This team is not going to lose. The only chance Listen, they have to lose is in the playoffs. I didn't sign up for this show thinking you were an Alabama fan. I'm not an Alabama You sound fan. like a fucking Alabama cocksucker right I now. am a, <laughs> that, that's, uh, I don't think an Alabama cocksucker is what you think it is. I think it's a bird. I think an Alabama cocksucker is different from a normal cocksucker. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but you it's are not the same. You are suckling on Nick Saban's balls right now is what it sounds like to I'm me. I'm not suckling on his balls. You're caressing them and suckling on his penis. No, I have come to accept my new overlord and the rest of you should as well. It's very. Alabama will win. It's very. Remember, remember, the 4th of December? Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I've never seen that movie. No, clearly you have not. <laughs> what is It'll it? It'll be Remember, Remember, November 3rd, which is when LSU That doesn't plays, even rhyme! When LSU plays Alabama. That's the date you're going to want to remember. Remember, Remember, the 3rd of November. That rhymes. LSU has got a good shot. It's one of those games, and anything can go out the window in those games. Everything has to happen right for LSU to win. Everything has to go wrong for Alabama to lose. Can that happen? Yes. Does playing in Death Valley help? Yes. Playing Coach O help? Yes. Joe Burrow's got a little bit of mystique on him. He's got a little fairy dust. Could it happen? Possibly. I don't know. Either way, we have so much college football left. Uh, next week, the college football playoff rankings are going to come out. And it's going to be interesting to see where everything lies. I wonder where they have Notre Dame in there. Notre Dame is absolutely in the top four next week. And Notre Dame should be everyone's number one target to lose. If you are a fan of a team in the Pac-12, in the Big Ten, in the Big 12, in the SEC, you need Notre Dame to go down because with Ohio State losing and Notre Dame continuing to win, more importantly, that assures that a second team will knock it in from the same conference. They are going to take that fourth spot no matter what. So you need Notre Dame to lose if you're one of those teams. And if I'm calling my shot right now, I think it's going to be Oklahoma that squeezes in at the end of the year. No. I think it's Alabama. I think it's Clemson. I think, um, I think it is uh, the winner of Michigan-Ohio State. I don't think Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame gets upset. I think everybody's going to get their best shot. It's going to be harder for them to finish down the stretch. I think Oklahoma beats Texas in a rematch in the Big 12 championship game and goes back to the playoffs. Got the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. You just ride that horse. It's n what you're saying is not unreasonable. No, I know. That's why I'm the host of the show. Makes me sad. Anyways, what an unbelievable college football Saturday it was. And uh, to Tyler Trent, which, by the way, that's him up there. Uh, got the P uh, uh, Purdue shaved into the side of his head. Uh, we hope him well. I got to say, it was encouraging. Uh, you know, the Tom Rinaldi heartbreaking story. Tyler did not look so great, but at the game, he looked money. He looked good. Tyler, you look good. Sounded great. He looked great. You never know. Crazier things have happened. He's already beat cancer once. Why not do it two times? Yeah. But at least he will have Ohio State going down. Now, God, that was fucking great. That was Who great. doesn't love that? By the way, uh, congratulations also to our winner at College Game Day. We asked you guys to show up to every single College Game Day, like the Washington State fan, to make a sign of me and myself. Put it on College Game Day. You put it on College Game Day, you get $100. We, Gift card to the Rooster Teeth store. We gave away money on this show. That's a lot of money. In gift cards to the rooster. You're talking it down. No, no, no. I'm clarifying. It's money. In rooster teeth points. You fucking god. <laughs> I like it. I like Damn it. it. It's oh. fucking money. Show the winner. Show our winner. Who is this man? He was up at Pullman. He was up at the Washington State game. Uh, what a game that ended up being.
But yeah, congratulations uh, to that individual. You get $100 to the Rooster Teeth store. And you I know can, what I'm going to um, get you for Christmas now. What are you going to get me for Christmas? $100 to the Rooster Teeth store. No, I know what you need to get me for Christmas. We talked about it last and night. Yes. He's never done an Actually, we're going to cut I've, that out. I've never okay. Oh, no, we could. No, we I should tried just to talk bleep. To we'll bleep what we're talking okay. about. I tried to I want talk you to get me. I want you to get me. She offered to give me a last night. I offered to do an with him. When I was doing my old show, we were going to try and get him to bleach his Yeah, we talked about that last night. We found a place that does it in yeah. Austin. Now, I don't know why you wanted to do with me not at the Not with same you. Time. I have two bathrooms in my apartment. I don't want to put. No, I don't want to. Do it on your own. I'm not going to help you do we just look at each other while we put it up? No, we are in separate back across. The I have a but we, very large. I know, but we know we're doing it at the same time. Well, I said we could FaceTime while we. That's oh, it's so weird. We'll bleep, we'll bleep out the. It'll be fun. We'll ask people what are me and Tyler talking about. I don't want to hang around with you guys as much. Apparently, it's a thing, and there's couples out there that do cough together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, if you want to show up and win real money, $100 for the Rooster Teeth store. Mm. World's largest cocktail party this weekend. Huge game in the SECs. Georgia, Florida. Georgia Georgia needs to get this win. And look at Florida. Dan Mullen coming up. Shut coming the up fuck strong. up. Just saying. Shut the fuck up. That offense is pretty typical, terrible Florida offense. Uh, they're still struggling to find an offense since old Tebow left, but that defense is rocking and I rolling. I like hearing this. And Georgia's in a precarious situation. It might be time to pull the trigger on Justin Fields. Uh, again, this, it sounds like it. Again, this is what Clemson did. They took a gamble. It's working out for them now. It, this would be a hell of a gamble to do this against Florida. We'll have to see. But that's a great game. Uh, it's a poor man's version of Texas OU because they split the stadium hot dog style. It's kind of stupid. What does that mean? So if you have, a, have, have the oval stadium correct, they split it. Hot dog style. At the 50? Uh, no, no, they split no, no, it. At the, at the, at the they, split it they split it at the end zones. Yeah, yeah. at the end zones. Uh, Texas and OU is wrong. 50. You like it at the 50. Yeah, I like it at the 50. No, I like it the other way. Because it's a border war. Well, nobody gives a shit what you think about this I game. think it looks better the other, the other way. I think I aesthetically, I think yeah. right. I'm no, with you. You're both fucking wrong. No, I you're both, no. It looks it has more heart. Categorically heart. wrong. Texas OU, the setup is way better at the 50-yard line. Silence. Yeah, dumb dildos. This is something uh, I, I wish I was present for. There's a lot of people there for, but you also NBA starting this week, which has been already off to a great start, mainly because the Rockets and the Lakers got into a fight. I don't know if that's what you call the Showtime Lakers, but it definitely was a show. You know, this wondering how competitive, how competitive LeBron and the Lakers are going to be. Well, they're, they're definitely going to fight for it, I'll say. And this, so to set this up for some context, uh, Rockets, Lakers, and a shootout. Things got a little testy here at the end between Rajon Rondo and CP3 that ended in fisticuffs. And uh, this one started because Rondo apparently spit on Chris Paul's face. If Rondo needed to solidify his status as a little bitch and not because of his stature, this is it. Yeah, and he is a little bitch for doing this. This isn't even like, oh, you got him, you you know, you hurt him. It's just disrespectful. It is disrespectful. I, 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 like, I can't even say it it's, eloquently. It's, it's just a pussy it's fucking move. To all of us, and the reason why is because when these these things happen, they have to show the spit thing over and over and in slow motion. Well, I don't see and that. It's, it's like blown up, and they just have it, and they're just repeating. And now we all have to like watch the spit over and over and over again. And for this, the guy this only gets one. This is what girls one... in Atlanta do in clubs. This isn't what you do on a court in the NBA. 
That's terrible. Did he right? walk home holding his shoes barefoot too? <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. At least now, now we have a backstory in the West where it's like now there's some legitimate hatred uh, among these teams, and uh, it, it's fun. It's funny because like now you know the Lakers. But his his teammates also think he's a little bitch for this. It was a they little should. bitch. They should. Move. It is such a little bitch move. It's like. I don't even want to say slapping a man. Slapping a grown man is better than spitting on him. Spitting, spitting definitely is like next level. Like Like, I even not even next level. Like ooh, you got him. Like dude, what are you doing? I almost put spitting above Albert Haynesworth stomping on my head with cleats. I it's funny. No, see that's still that's that's fucked up. But still, like you got to be a man to do that. Spitting is like yeah, I don't like just. I think everyone has that guttural biological response to it. So like everybody immediately gets it, and everyone immediately hates him. And you only got one additional day of suspension over the guy whom he spit upon. You know it's what's better? Good. Spitting on the ground in front of them. That's that's fine. Well, I Sign done. of disrespect, but it's not as yeah, disrespectful that's what I'm as saying. spitting on another human spitting being. Spitting on them is just such a bitch move. Now, having said all this, R- Rondo is a little bitch. That was, that was, he is, he's, he's always been a little having bitch. Having said that, I liked it. I like the Lakers. Oh, I mean, I love this. I, this I is my favorite part of the NBA great. so it far. It was great. And I'm not a big fan of the Rockets anyways. And I don't want to get CCP3 get it hit in the head. He might fall down and break his leg again. I think it'd be I great want to see them be competitive started, in the West. But I think it would be great if they just started sleeping with each other's wives. And, uh, th- you don't think they already in are? Um, and the Lakers, it's building camaraderie. It's building teamwork. Brandon Ingram, who had no business being in the fight, he's on the other side <laughs> of the court. Jiffy. He fucking comes in and just fucking lands a haymaker. Good. This is amazing. Good. They're, we they're need becoming more a family. In basketball. I, I, it's, it's a whatever tiff. It'll be good fodder later on yeah. in the season. But You know, it's an interesting statistical thing about this, which has nothing to do with the spitting. They, each basketball team comes out and says, we're going to be like, we're going to play fast. But you know what? Actually, the offensive possessions for the Lakers for the last two games, a minute 13 on offense. Which is Haven't the they only had two games? Only two games. But this is the games. fastest any LeBron team has ever played, which is interesting. I, they're they're gonna, all young. They're agile. They're all young. They're, they're, that's the thing. Is that this team, and they can't this shoot, team is so going like to be fun to watch. Uh-huh. And the question is, you know, they, they absolutely should make the playoffs in the West. We've all talked about that. But how competitive can they be in the West? I mean, tons of basketball left to be seen. But Pe- people you, are it, already... it gets you excited to see. They do have so much. They have young talent. And they have just enough veterans. But this is a Cleveland team in L.A. And it's it's exciting to see. I'm glad it started off with a bang. Uh, the, nah. And what? You got to reserve that word for Gilbert. For <laughs> well, bang, bang. It's funny because, like, the media is already like, you know, uh, any team that's gone 0-2, like their statistical odds of winning the championship now dropped to like 40%. Was that it's a like Woj already, bomb? Was that a Woj bomb? Already they're looking. Then I, I, they're already yeah. trying to figure out. They're not. You going to throw up again? I'm going to sneeze. Camera on her. Camera on her. Held it. It's gone. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, the surprising start is more, at least if we're talking about in the West, staying in the West, because West has so many question marks. One, like, what is San Antonio going to be? Uh, with the depleted team. Sad. Not a, I, it's pop is pop, though. Should we go to a game? We should go to a game. I would love to go to a sports game. You asked that game. like a six-year-old. Yes, yes, sweetie, we can go to a sports Well, I can't game. go to games by myself, and I have no one who's into, like, going to games. The, I, the, what the fuck? I've known you for how long? What okay, you, basketball season has been on for literally two games. I know. We'll, so. go, we'll go to a game. Uh, the more interesting thing in the West so far is that the Thunder have started it off 0-3. That's a little shocking. Well, they have the, the guy that had the injury, right? So yeah. he's just coming back. Yeah, but Russell Westbrook is a one-man basketball team. I would expect them at least win one. Anyways, it's not that big of a deal. I don't, but, but, I don't buy stock in that shit. Those stats apply to NFL when you're talking about slow starts. Like, 
a team starts 0-2, 0-3, the chances of making the postseason, yeah, I'll buy into that. There's only 12 oh, games. 0-2 start with basketball? Yeah. Like, well, no, it's, just, it's, it's, it's the question. How many basketball it's, games are there? Didn't you just answer it? No, it was Oh, you're hockey. talking about hockey. How many games are there in a season? 82. All right, Same as hockey. But I don't know. It's funny. Like the, it's, it's good because NBA is the only sport that you can go to and have like a player land right in your lap, which is what happened to Wastebrook. NBA is also the only sport where one player can determine whether or not you win a championship. Yeah, well, because it's I mean it's five before the Golden State Warriors kind of. You know what's funny? You know, I was thinking about this because it's like, and I could be wrong, but it's like I don't know if it was LeBron who kind of started this, right? Like, if you want to talk about modern day like the super team, we're talking about the 08 uh, Celtics with Ray Allen. Oh my Paul God, Pierce. with Paul Pierce, um, Kevin Garnett, shit. Yeah. Duh, Tyler. God damn it. No, he got stabbed. No, but, but that was the first. If you're talking about super team, like guys coming together collectively. Yeah. That was that's that was the last time Rajon Rondo was respected in the league. Yeah, honestly, I love seeing scruffles like this, but that was just not like that. Not like part. that. I don't like seeing. Don't no, spit on another any, human being. That's you know what disgusting. I mean, though. Like seeing the benches clear and. Oh, I love that. Oh, the best thing Mayweather's on the. Uh, oh, the, the no, like, did he do yeah. it in? No, Mayweather's over there. Like I want to get in on this. Oh and then Travis my Scott was God. there. Wanting to throw. The Lakers games uh, the, this year is going to be like it's going to be insane. Yeah, like great, Jack Nicholson's going to be looking around like who the fuck are all these people? Greatest like featherweight. Get off my boxer. lawn! I've had these seats since '72. <laughs> be the greatest featherweight boxer of all time, and still gets you completely demolished by an NBA player. Yeah. Well, he's like my height. 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 How, how tall is he? Mayweather. Yeah. He's like five seven. He's my height. Oh, I was gonna say my oh. height, but I'm shorter than. You are shorter than me. You I thought always... I was tall. You thought you were taller than me. I always feel like I'm taller. Get than them eyes fixed. Glasses fake. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm so I'm just in a very good place right now with sports because they're they're all back. I watch more basketball because Inside the NBA is the best show on television. I watch Wednesday Night Rivalry because of Doc Emmerich. I want you to agree with what I said. No. I need validation from you, and I'm going to get it. From I'm not going to give you validation because I like watching no. you squirm. Inside the NBA is the best TV show on TV. No. N yes. It's it is. Wednesday Night Rivalry. No, it is not. Yes. No, it is not. Yes, it is. Shaq and Charles Barkley, Sir Charles, going at it, is the best thing on TV. Doc? It is the best thing on TV. Emmerich. No. Yeah. You are crazy. No. I don't know basketball that well. Then why are you talking in this argument? Because. Then why are you talking in this argument? If he's going to back argument? me up, he may speak as he pleases. Go ahead, Joel. Yeah, no, I back me up. Thank you. I was, I was no. going to back you up, but you had the small guy syndrome cut me off. You're, so that's some bullshit. It's Mia. That's bullshit. You don't even know what you're talking. You don't even know what you're supporting. Yeah, Charles Barkley. You don't even know what you're supporting. Charles Barkley, evil. You libtard. Charles Barkley, evil. Charles Barkley's amazing. No. Him, him no one can understand what Shaq is saying. He picks the worst scripts. Shaq is the best. Shaq is fucking hilarious. And I love Chuck. Chuck is a moron. And I say that in like the most heartfelt way. I love that man. And he thinks the women in San Antonio are fat. And it's funny. They're not. But they are. I think, I think Tyler she said it. She said it. I didn't say it. What? It's true. Have I, you been to San Antonio? I just want you to speak for me. The women, the women in, San in San Antonio, Antonio are, are so fat. He makes, and Chuck's been making the same joke for like two years about Victoria's Secret. Like, like they never heard of Victoria's Secret down there in San Antonio. First of all, Victoria's Secret is trash. I agree. 
Why is it trash? It I, is such trash. It is it is where I've been in there many a time. Sixteen year old girls with bleach blonde hair go to get their first thong. No, or boyfriends go to say to the the pretty assistant lady. Victoria's like, Secret is straight up white this, trash. This is the body type of my girlfriend. Can you please find me something to? Victoria's Secret is straight up white trash. Well, this was before Amazon. If she's wearing Victoria's Secret sweatpants at night, she sits at VIP clubs with drug dealers. Wow. Yeah. That is specific and dark. <laughs> and can you introduce me to these people? Tyler, you know all these people. That's why it was so specific. I met her. <laughs> oh, man. Inside the NBA is the best Katie! show. Inside the NBA Sorry. is the best show, period. I, I have the last word spoke. Done. No, it's not! Can't wait for the NBA to get going. Uh, Golden State is still not fun to watch at all, period. They did have a lot of good steals, though. They had a lot of good steals this week. In that like defense. Boogie? That boogie yeah, defense going to be better. That's some good steals. You know who else has some good steals, guys? Robin Hood. This episode of Sports Ball is brought to you by Robin Hood. Don't let investing your money scare you. Robin Hood is an investing app that works for everybody. No matter if you're an expert on stocks and options or barely understand what a 401k is or does, Robin Hood lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos with just a few taps. And best of all, they're commission-free. Other brokerages, they you know charge up to 10 bucks for every trade, but not Robin Hood. Trade stocks and keep all of your profits. With Robinhood, you don't mess with commission fees. That's the best part about it. And Robinhood has easy-to-understand charts and market data. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio and discover new stocks and track your favorite companies with personalized news feeds and collections. And you can just look at stocks and categories that interest you, like entertainment, social media, or companies run by female CEOs. It's really cool. Robinhood is easy to use, it's intuitive, and it's great for all sorts of investors, beginners or experienced. Right now, Robinhood is giving sports ball viewers a free stock, like Apple or Ford or Sprint, to help build your portfolio. Sign up now at sportsball.robinhood.com. That's sportsball.robinhood.com. It's a steal. Robinhood. Invest. I am Robin Hood. I uh, take from the big corporations and I give him penicillin. Robin Hood's great. Get I'm on, not on penicillin. I'm get, just kidding. Get on the Robin Hood. That's what you need to do. Very proud of it. Thanks for being a sponsor of the show. I understood that way better than Tyler did. Joel, uh, Mia wants to ask you about the debt ceiling. Yes. I'll be, be careful because I'll answer it and then we'll be here for another Joel, three hours. I want to know, gold. what is painted on it? On the, painted on the death ceiling? Yeah, is it like the Sistine Chapel? I think it's our, I think it's our children's future blood. Mm. Mm. Continue. I think that's how it works. Yeah, what is the debt ceiling? Debt ceiling? You'd, I'm going to start talking. You're not going to like I know. That's what it's uh, on the rundown for. Nah. I said this yesterday. Uh, economics really aren't ceiling. that important. You didn't, you didn't see the rundown? Yeah, it's just this arbitrary line. That's they boring. Can that's I'm still, I'm still boring. stuck on the fact that you moving. harbor gold. I mistimed it. I was way early. And it's, I think gold... Still going down, going down to a thousand. No. Hey Joel. Per did, bar? Did you hear this? The yes. World Series. Oh. World Series happened. Care what? about your gold talk? Can we? No, like, we're not stay, doing the depths. Stay out of this. The adults are speaking. Nobody cares about the gold, and nobody cares about people that have money. I, don't I have care money. about the gold. Are you saying you're better than me? You say yes, you're better than me? Yes, I already knew that though. Because you have more money than me. Oh no, that's not can it. I'm terrible me, with managing my money. Can you give me some money? Well, I was going to tie it together because, like, gold hasn't bottomed because the Red Sox are going to win more gold gloves. At the end of the season, I don't know what that means. Defense. But are they pretty? That's terrible. Gold gloves? Mm. Oh, gold gloves pretty. are very pretty. You want a gold pretty, glove yeah. uh, in your? Uh, is it like a green probably, jacket? I don't know what that means. It's. A, I think go, it's. I think it's literally. It's, it is like uh, a gold it's glove, a gold on, glove. A, on a pet on a piece of wood. Oh, I thought it was a, like a painted gold glove. No, well, I mean, it well, probably there are. Pa it probably is painted. 
Yeah. Like it's. I don't think it's a amazing. real gold glove. Everything. No, I, so is it a statue of a glove? And it's gold? a glove that's gold. Statue. Just show me a fucking picture, you that's cunt. Fucking no, it's not made of salt. Fuck. Oh, you got to bleep that out every time we say it. Yeah. Favorite rapper. Uh, I'm really excited for this World Series. More exciting than this gold or debt ceiling. I will watch shitty regular season basketball and hockey before I watch a single World Series game. This is going to be a Moving fun on. series. This is interesting to me. The not networks only, are going to love it. Huh? The networks are going to love it. The networks are going to love it for a multitude of reasons. One, I mean, they're two big market teams. Two, I mean, the Red Sox have been the storyline this year. And the Dodgers going back to the World Series with a lot of star power on their team. Probably more recognizable to the common fan than all the players up at Boston. We're just talking about Puig and Kershaw and Turner. Uh... This is going to be a great series also because of the cities. It's not Lakers-Celtics, but it's still L.A.-Boston. And those are two cities that are very familiar you, with You know who's other. also yeah. really excited about this? Are the people who's going to rob Puig's house. We again. talked about them. No, they got that ring. They're they gonna, got him. They're, they're they gonna, got him. We're going to rob him again. No, no, no. They got him. You know they got them all. Is like price. They went for the ring? Doesn't he drive like a new Lamborghini to work every day? How do you know that? Because I watch ESPN. Mm. Puig what? has a Lambo? Well, he has several, like, ridiculously expensive cars, yeah. over $200,000. Well, he had to come here in a, in a box, so give him some slack, cut him he, some slack. He did come here. So did I. You didn't come here in a box? I did. No, you did not. He came you here. You flew first class Christian Lebanon Air all the way to Austin, Texas. All right, but it, it's not like Qatar, so it felt like a box. It was out of Qatar? No, 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 I'm saying it's not like Qatar Airways. It felt like a box. <laughs> When he, I'm done being sassy, my hair goes back he, to the front. He did come here in a box. He came, it, was like he a a it was a joke. He, was, he came here in a box with a, with, a, with a priest, a baseball player, and like a... a Sounds like a, a stripper. It's sort like a of a racist no, he joke. He literally did. No, that's literally it's, how it He works. literally... Joel's not making that up. It's a true... It, if, if you look up the backstory of the story, it's, it's like the insane. greatest movie script ever. It it's is. the greatest movie script and ever. And I love Puig Ford. Oh, my God, it's great. But, but um, I'll tell you what, I mean, it's just sort of, this is really interesting. Price finally got his first win on three days rest, which is amazing to me. So that's great. Sale, who, like, got sick with a weird stomach thing. Yeah, that like, was I don't odd. know what's going on with yeah. that. Um, I don't know what's going to go on with this matchup. I, I don't know who's going to win. It was, it was interesting that all the teams were trying this weird pitching rotation thing. Didn't work. Didn't work. Here we are again. With the classic, like, here I have an ace, here I have an ace, it's the same old matchup, here I have a closer, I have a closer. It's a set, old formula is back again. I think it's, it's going to be really interesting how it goes. Like, uh, what Clayton Kershaw uh, comes uh, to play for the Dodgers? Is it game one Kershaw that got lit up, or was it the last one who was lights out? It's the same with Boston. I mean, you can look at the Boston uh, uh, Stroh series and say that Boston dominated him. It really came down to moments. It came down to big innings. It came down to big moments. I mean, a lot of Strohs fans are going to go back to that Joe West home run that wasn't a home run, but it totally was a home run as a momentum changer. Yeah, uh, 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 the, the catch out and left by uh, Benintendi's when Bregman teed off, bases loaded. That, that was going to win the game. That ball gets by him. It win, they win the game. Strohs win that game. Series continues. That came down to moments. L.A.'s lineup is very similar in that. They have dangerous hitters all over the place. Where they're starting off with – I mean, well, they it's funny because they are more of like they strike out more, right? Where it's a sort of Boston, I think, has the advantage in overall offense in terms of hits and, and whatever. They have the no, Boston has the overall advantage as a team, but that lineup for the Dodgers is still dangerous. I mean, from, from I, Turner to Taylor to Bellinger, 
and, and Puig all the way down. That That is a team that can tee off at any second. I think the Dodgers have an advantage with their starting pitching and their bullpen. I think Boston has an advantage with their offense and their on-field defense. But Mookie Betts, my God. If anybody didn't see that throw that he made, Mookie's throw to second after that <laughs> hits right was next level. Throwing out Tony, that was unbelievable. It's one of the best throws I've seen all year. And the Dodgers, boy, they made some defensive plays too. There was that great catch in left field. I can't remember his name, but it was a great catch. It's uh, it's it's funny when the chips are down. It's the teams making the plays who are there. And it's going to be a great series. I cannot wait to have. Although we are going to miss Verlander's wife. What? Yeah. What's going on with that? Verlander's wife, who, by the way, is Kate Upton. Kate Upton, which is interesting to me because it was, it was on this controversial catch, which everyone has an opinion on, which is fine. That's what I think sports is about to a great extent, where you have these opinions about what happened with this, uh, you know, interference from and the And Kate fan, Upton, obviously, seems, so context. Yeah. Kate Upton is talking about the, hey. the home run that Altuve hit, that there was fan interference, according to Joe West, where Mookie Betts was trying to go up and make the play. But, However you want to say it, if the fan interfered or not, you're wrong. That was not fan interference. By definition of the rule, it was not fan interference. Uh, but Joe West called it on the field right away that it was. Stood by his call. Wasn't a home run. And Kate Upton was not happy about that. Well, there's two things. One, if you're a fan, you've really got to get your shit together. If you're going to these games and it's just sort of like it, it benefits your team, don't fuck your team over. But this wasn't a Bartman situation. The Bartman situation is so much more different from this one because the ball was coming towards these fans, directly towards them. What do you want them to do? I want him to – They had to I want catch him. the ball. You, have to, you can't just stand there like a dumbass, you know, holding your dick, hoping the ball just you know smacks what, you, you right you, in the you, forehead. You know what I would do? I almost got kicked out of a baseball game, Major League Baseball game because I was calling at the batter in the box when my guy was at bat I was going Pudge he's setting up on the inside he said I would, I would yell to where the catcher is setting yeah, up because you so can't do that so you're making you're making an impact on the game that's a so if you're a fan in the stands and the ball's coming in you make some sort of sound effect or you put your hand here but you don't touch the player don't touch the player. Do everything that you can to interfere with words and sounds and motion, but don't hit the everybody. Pl- don't hit the player. Everybody who played the game. Don't hit the player. Everybody who played the game disagreed with you. All of them disagreed well, with you. The rule disagrees with you. I have the rule. The rule, I have the rule. is if you extend past the plane to the interfere with the play, then that is not a home run. It's not a. Do- it's nothing. Three dot three dot one six. If you go into the fans, which is funny to me, if you go into the fans, that doesn't count as interference. It's fair game, and that is exactly what happened. I have the rule down here. Regardless, because this is a whole debate, I, I think if you're a fan, you don't you don't want to. I don't want to cause again. That problem. This wasn't a Bartman situation where fans are reaching over the wall to grab the ball and interfere. The ball was coming towards them, and they're trying to just get the ball. Mookie Betts' glove had come past the wall into the fans. The fans. So who broke what plane? The fan went was in reaching, through the stands. The fan, he, was the fan did not reach forward. out. Go watch the fucking tape, man. Reaching forward. No, he was not. Was reaching forward. Regardless. To, to an extent, yes. We, what do you want a fan to do? A fan cannot just sit there in the seat that he paid for when the ball got hit to the outfield like that. Point. What is he going to do, Joel? Let me make a point. That was not interference. Let me make a point. Are you ready? No. Let me, no, don't. Come down. I'm going to make a point. Okay, so what you're ha- seeing right now is this is sports. This is how sports works. 
things happen on the field, then the fans of the sport get involved in frothy debates. We love that. It's great. This is part of the game. So what happened was... This is honestly was, my favorite part if I had so no, so had watched the so game. what happened I would was know what Verlander's wife goes out on social media and she has her opinion, which is fine. What did she, she say? She goes out on social media and she's like, well, of course, she's an Astros fan, so she's backing the Astros. That's fine. So she takes a hot stand and goes, it's like this, blah, blah, blah. That's great. No problem with that. But then people start doing what we're doing right now, having a sports conversation. And sometimes sports conversations involve moving around and yelling and shouting. Yeah. And like, and now she has sports fans coming down on her. So then she tweets and she pinned it. She goes, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that you can call me names because I have an opinion, and I'm paraphrasing, on a sports thing. Now, this, now this is getting into a whole different subject, right? Where what? It's just sort of like, she's now participating on the level of sports that normal fans participate on, which is to argue and, and say call things. each other just the most disgusting, derogatory yeah. shit. But she doesn't understand sports. She's just married to a, Maybe she does understand sports. Maybe I'm wrong. But to me, it's like she got way more offended. That reaction tells me everything I need to know about whether or not she understands sports. She doesn't understand sports culture, let alone sports, if that's her reaction to it. This is why we watch sports, so we can yell at each other. I could saying... Wow, I love a cloudy day. And people will call me a terrorist cunt. Go back to sucking dick in my comments. That was that, me. That, that, might, was be, me. that, was that might be over the top. That's not over the top. I laughed when I sent it. That is the fucking internet, not just sports culture. You post anything, people are going to come at you with just the most terrible shit to get a rise out of you. And you're that weak-skinned that it's getting to you to the point where you have to cite being a woman and being attacked? I, Grow some fucking balls. You're right. It's a I whole, it's, it's a whole different level because it's like, if you go onto the internet, and indeed this has been happening to me for 20 years now, of, of going on the internet and people yelling at me, saying very mean things. This is the internet. This happens. This is what happens, you know? yes. But if you walk around in life and you're a super attractive female and everyone's treating you nice all the time, and then, like, now they're not treating you. Now they're talking to you like a sports fan. It might be different. The rule of the Internet, I think it's between Rule 36 and Rule 34, um, is if you have an opinion on something, people are allowed to come at you with terrible hate. Yeah. It's, like, that, um, is, that, is the, that is the price you pay for stating your Internet and for stating your opinion and taking a stance on the Internet. That's just how it works. That's that's. That's life. That's life. I mean, that's uh, I've long been of the opinion. Uh, um, some of the people, uh, you know, uh, I've worked with in the past don't necessarily agree with this, but I wholeheartedly do. That she has no ass. That she has no ass. But if it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there on whatever medium it may be, whether it's radio, TV, film, uh, if it's podcast, it's, it's if it's the internet, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there and speak your words. Yeah. And give your voice. Uh, to the void and see what it says back. Also, but when people expect the void to speak and give you nothing but love and admiration for you having that courage to come she's out. She's deluded. You are naive. Very. And you're immature to think that that is what you should automatically be rewarded with. Also, you put yourself out there, you leave yourself open to anything. Absolutely. Do you have nothing better to do with your time than to sit there and read your replies on a comment on Twitter? Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, and you gotta let, like, I save my favorite, I think we need to start doing it on the show, because I love mean tweets by Jimmy Kimmel, they're great, but there's way better ones out there, there's way, I, you have some great comments that people throw your way, you have some I of I post a picture of my dogs, and someone's like, 
anal or I'm blocking you. Like, what? Anal, like my, again, are you asking my dog or me? Again, that was one of my burner accounts. Sorry. Oh. I got, I got one that like said I like I should have uh, known it was called short dick 6969. <laughs> I, I had one that said <laughs> I saved my favorite ones. I have ones that like say Tyler's face looks like a You know dump what? Truck. I don't but Jeff saves them for me. You know why? Because I don't read my fucking comments cuz I have better shit to do. I put my loud-mouthed entitled opinion out there and I don't look back. I literally walk away from fires and explosions. I almost knocked that down. I did knock that down. There you go. Oops. No, Kate Upton should take a back seat. Uh, not to, and not to, not to like, not to giving her comments. Kate, give us more of your opinions, but like, don't yeah, be a little bitch about it. Don't be a it. fucking pussy. Engage and call Tyler yeah. names back. That's what it's about. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not getting in a fight with your mom or your dad, everyone I mean, is entitled to an opinion, especially when it comes to sports. Yeah, but if you yeah. can't handle someone coming back at you for sharing that opinion, you don't deserve internet. So yeah, long story short. Kate, you got to deal with it. That is the internet. Welcome to the internet. It's only like 2018. Uh, get used to it. That's how this shit goes. Um, and some things you just get used to, like the NFL and kickers. Oh. Kickers missing things and kickers saving the day. And then like just bizarre things happening in the NFL. In the NFL, okay, I'm starting to turn around on it. Said I've been bored by it. I'm starting to get around on it. I'm seeing a little bit. I'm seeing through the fog a little bit who these real teams are. And I'm, I got to tell you, Kansas City, spoiler alert, what was going to happen? Let down after New England after losing their first game of the season? Fuck no. Good. God, they are good. 45 to what? 10 against the Bengals? That's a nice rebound right there. It's, That's a good rebound. That's a good rebound. You get your heart broken? Yeah. They fucked. They fucked hard. They fucked hard. And Unlike Joe Flacco. Unlike Joe Flacco, who it's, does not fuck. By the Joe way, Joe Flacco does not we, fuck. And if we're talking about the Ravens, they ain't flying high because Justin Tucker, of all people, who is the most accurate kicker in NFL history, who, if you combine his pro and collegiate career, has not missed an extra point in 316 attempts, missed an extra point against the Saints to not send it to OT at the end of, uh, end of regu uh, regulation. Ooh. That's tough. That, that is tough. That's 71 in college and 222 or 23 in, in football. You know, it's funny. The okay, team Stephen Hogg, did you have to break it down like that? Did you want us to just know how smart you were? Did you want us to know that you can count? Why do you have to rub that in my face? It's, fu it, it, it's funny because the team that did the best in that division this weekend was the Steelers who didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> Because the Browns you can't lose on a bye week. It's the, what I live by. The Browns again, again find themselves in overtime. This is a team if they knew how to finish, they'd actually they'd be one of the better teams in the NFL right now. They have one of the better running attacks. Nick, uh, uh, Nick Chubb just took that job, by the way, because they sent Carlos Hyde off to uh, Jacksonville to take over uh, duties there because Leonard Fournette has been banged up, nah, and that's that's a big testament to be able to hand that over to a rookie. The Browns have got it going on. They just can't fucking win games they can't finish the game and they lose like if they uh, on a 59 yard field goal to your bucks mm. they, my bucks and baker mayfield's face look at they're baker only mayfield my bucks if the redskins change their name oh baker baker couldn't believe it the memes from that yesterday were so oh. fucking good if the browns play one more overtime game that's going to be the most of any overtime games in like 30 years because they've already played four, three and it's like week seven and it's yeah it's, it's, been, it's been unbelievable. And then, of course, the Cowboys being the Cowboys. How, being in Texas, we talk about this a lot. And by the way, I cannot stand the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. It's amazing to me that Jason Garrett saw his job. And it's been not just this year, but for the past 10 years. So here's an interesting conversation. Is it going to be Lincoln Riley or is it going to be 
Is it going to be Tony Romo? <laughs> I thought I like Tony Romo as the outside shot. I think you were coaches. close on the first one, but it, you're the, it's the wrong OU coach. Hmm. I would put money down since we're putting money. Like if you put money down on Robinhood, no, no commission fees. It's a great app. Money in the bank. If this was a stock, that Bob Stoops will be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's a, that's wow, an interesting that's a one right one. there. I think Dallas one has more. always wanted Bob. Uh, I think Bob would be a good fit. I think Jerry likes Bob. I think Bob's going to go to Dallas. I think Bob quit Oklahoma for a very weird, and I don't know, it's still a weird deal. It is a weird deal. Left Oklahoma in the middle of the summer, which is a very odd time to leave your your football team when you're in the throes of recruiting and and, and camps coming up and everything. It's odd. He's going to the the Cowboys. Bob Stoops going to be Cowboys coach. It's going to be great. All right, that's going to do it for the show today, guys. Uh, before we get out of here, though, we have a very special guest that Mia actually ran into at the airport. Don't point at me when I'm yawning. Um, yes. Well, it's been a long show. I did. I ran into him, and it was fantastic. You ran into him uh, he at had, the airport? He, he thought I was a student at UT. It was yeah. adorable. So, yeah, that special guest is Ike Barinholtz. I know. Who has a new movie coming out, who decided to stop by. You've seen him, like, in the league, the Mindy Kaling, uh, is it Project? I think it is. Show. Yeah, show. the project. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, we were able to get him on the show. It's so funny that we both met him. Yeah, it was I love crazy. Him. Uh, anyways, uh, before we get to that, though, we do have another announcement. Uh, Mia is a busy woman. Mia is somebody who uh, she's a jet setter, she's a chef, she's a streamer, she's a woman, she has lady parts, and she does this sports show. She's also going to leave us again uh, for this time a very different reason, you know? Uh, going to Rutgers. She's going not going to Rutgers. To Rutgers. I'm, um, I'm, I, I applied. I got in. You know, you know uh, why? Because my dogs could get into Rutgers. They'll take anybody. We, uh, it's a very special moment for you to be uh, leaving the show because um, of why. Do you wanna, are you ready to tell the people why? Uh, yeah, I'm actually really excited about it. What are, well, how about, I'm gonna ju- can I do it for you? Sure. Mia's pregnant. Mia is pregnant with child, and she's going to be taking some time, some maternity leave. We got you some balloons. What the fuck? So happy for you. Mia, these are for you. It's a boy, everybody, by the way, <laughs> if you can't see that. So we're really excited for Mia. Congratulations on your new child. We wish you the best. This and, is how rumors get started? Mia, uh, Mia Khalifa is uh, pregnant will be the name of this episode. In case This you one says it's again. a girl. It's neither. It's, it's a baby. Mia has a baby. It could have a little dick, a little puss. We don't know. But she's got a baby in her, and she's going to be gone for about two weeks to take care of it. No. So we will see you next time on Sportsball. Thank you to Robin Hood. Thank you to everybody who uh, was part of the show. Thank you to Owen for calling in. Uh, can't wait for uh, some more sports coming up with World Series and college football and some more basketball. And maybe we'll throw some hockey talk in next week. Uh, and congratulations again to Tyler Trent. You're the fucking man. Hope you beat cancer. Go Purdue. Boiler up. Purdue. Boom. We'll see you next time. Purdue. Still don't know what a boilermaker is. I think they make trains. All right. Welcome to the program. Ike Barinholtz. You've seen him in the league. Mindy Kaling Project. And he's got a new movie coming out called The Oath. Ike, how's it going? How are you, brother? You look amazing. You look amazing. Your, your chest hair is so black and lush. I cannot thank you enough for what you just said. All right, so you're from Chicago. You're a huge Cubs fan. Uh, why not the White Sox? Well, uh, just because I went to school. Aha, uh-huh, come on. That's low. No, it's funny. My, my, my family really are kind of more Sox fans. Um, my, dad, my dad's like a true Chicagoan. True Chicagoans can actually appreciate both teams, right? Um, 
But we grew up right near Wrigley Field, and the Cubs were kind of good when I was like six and seven. It was the 84 Ryan Sandberg, you know, Jody Davis team. And so I just became diehard Cubs fans. And yeah, it's, you know, they're just better than Sox fans. First of all, Wrigley Field or Guaranteed Rate Arena? What sounds like a more fun time? Honey, let's go to Wrigley Field. Come on, we'll have some beers. We'll watch the Cubs or... uh, Let's go to Guaranteed Rate Arena and apply for a home loan. <laughs> I mean, Wrigleyville is one of the most amazing fields, period. I almost went up there for the World Series to go hang out in Wrigleyville. I chickened out, but did you go to any of the games during the World Series? I went to game three with my wife and a couple friends, and that was a bad game. That was when Corey Kluber destroyed us. And then the next night, I had tickets from the Cubs for game four, which was the game where they turned it all around. And I woke up and I was like, I feel like shit today. That sucks. And at like four o'clock, I fainted and uh, I got up. I had the flu. My dad's like, well, we're not going to the game. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm going. I'm going to the game. He's like, no, you're not. So I could not go to game four because I was too sick. All right. So I want to talk about The Oath for a second. Uh, I'm not going to give too much away, but it's a film that deals with political divisiveness within the family. And so you growing up in Chicago, having Sox fans in the family, you're a Cubs fan. You know, have you ever dealt with that divisiveness in your family? It's, it's, it's. When it comes up, when the Cubs come up, uh, my mom will be the first one to be make a joke about them and be like, I know they won the World Series, but they're still losers. And like any rational person over the age of 13 would be like, oh, mom, they're one of the most famous teams in the world. They won the World Series two years ago. You're just joking. But what I do is I go, shut up. I'm 41. I'm talking to a 67-year-old woman who birthed me, and I'm telling her to shut up because she's lightly mocking a team that I'm so marginally involved in that I almost have zero stake in. But yet, the passion of the sports turns you into a dick, and I am a dick. All right, I do have to ask you, though, another Chicago thing. Cubs falling short in the postseason. How, How we doing? How do you feel about it? We're not great. Um, the Cubs lost, the Red Sox will probably win. And um, it's good to give people from Boston more of a reason to be a dick, because they need that. They don't have enough with the Patriots. They need also the Red Sox to be the best baseball team ever. Oh, that's awesome. All right, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's do some hypotheticals. All right, would you ever make a sports movie? You know, you're such a big sports fan. Has that ever crossed your mind to maybe tackle something like that? For sure. We actually wrote one uh, for Amy Poehler, uh, where she's the first uh, female NBA head coach, uh, which is hilarious, and we actually might end up making. But sports movies are, like, sports and gangster movies are my favorite genre, and... I think there's more great sports movies than maybe in uh, any other genre. I mean, you got Slapshot, you got The Natural, you got Bull Durham, which I think is the best of them all, Major League. I love Bull Durham. That is hands down the best of all time. All right, Uh, I want to ask you another hypothetical. All right, um, who would you have on your softball team? Tiffany Haddish or Mindy Kaling? Uh, I'm going to go with Tiffany only because I've, I've played softball with Mindy and because of that, I'm gonna go with Tiffany. Like, like on a scale of like one to 10. Uh, with men playing softball, I'm gonna give her a three. Oh, wow. It's not like the worst I've ever seen. It's still pretty bad. It's not great. Okay. But she's like the greatest writer around and she's hilarious and amazing, but softball, 
Not happening. All right, so Mindy Kaling, officially a three in softball, off the charts and writing. All right, uh, Ike, thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Everybody go see The Oath. Uh, Ike, tell them a little bit about it. Tell them where they can see it. They can see The Oath October 19th all across the country. Hold on, I got a phone call from Mindy coming in. Hey, how did you see it already? No, no, it was, you didn't, you didn't get the full context. Can I call you in five minutes? I'm sorry. Who's the snitch? Who called Mindy? Not me. Not me. All right, Ike, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it.